You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani alongside Tom Schreier. If you like what you're hearing, give us a follow inside purple and gold anywhere you get your podcasts. So that's Apple, that's Spotify, Google Podcast, the Odyssey app. Like this is an Odyssey podcast, so we should probably pub the Odyssey yeah. app. Um, Tom, we talked about Detroit. I think we've talked about Indianapolis. We've talked about the first 14 weeks of the season. Um, we've talked about Justin Jefferson pretty much every time me and you have been on this podcast together. Um, but we can't talk about him enough. So before we talk about his record-breaking potential, and eventually he's going to have all the records in, in, in the Vikings yeah. record books. I think that's almost safe to assume at this point. Yesterday was an interesting thing for me because during Kevin O'Connell's press conference on Monday afternoon, kind of seemed to go out of his way to to air out his grievances with the league and opposing teams and he used the Stefan Gilmore hit yeah um, cornerback Indianapolis Colts cornerback still a really good player probably lost a step from when he was in his prime but still a yeah. really good player who Justin Jefferson made look like a really bad player on on, on Saturday yeah he, Kevin O'Connell used Stefan Gilmore's no pun intended launched hit as a launching point into talking because because stefan gilmore left his feet hit justin jefferson with his helmet uppercut basically helmet to helmet um some would argue he should have been ejected from the game yes i don't know um but kevin o'connell used that play to say look the league has to do a better job taking care of justin jefferson like this is happening week in week out we don't think this is a coincidence and whether Kevin O'Connell actually believes that like doesn't matter to me. Like I think yeah. he wants to keep his, his best player healthy. Yeah. Like, that was game from the head coach. That was like working the refs on a, on a Monday saying like, yeah, come on, give us something. It, it, when you see it, like coach K Mike Krzyzewski at Duke was like notorious for like looking like a really good guy and like a heartwarming old man on the surface. And it was just an absolute prick to refs. Yeah, yeah. and it was yeah. he got he got his calls because of it. Yeah, that felt like Kevin O'Connell's way of being like, "You guys have to call this closer." And and I get it, you're taking care of your player, but I also think it was a strategic move on on the head coach's part. Yeah, 
there are some concerning ones. I mean, obviously it starts with a helmet helmet would be with anyone, but like you care about his well-being as a person, you care about like what this would do to his career if he suffers mm-hmm. concussions this early. Yes. Um yes, uh, it, I mean the other thing is like he fell on his shoulder, I think, and I thought back, I know like all these guys have AC joint injuries, but like shoulders are tricky. I mean, we know this from baseball, right? You can you can replace like ligaments in your elbow once mm-hmm. the shoulder goes, like you know, and it's obviously needs his shoulders to make those those plays i think it's i mean the truth is he can take a big hit like like there's times where i'm like i i don't know how he did that like he's not a he's not hawkins you know hawkins is a ginormous man like like you can see how like he can take a big hit not that again like he'd still get injured on an illegal play but a a clean big hit you're like yeah of course hawkinson will just like shake it off and Mm -hmm. walk back or whatever with with Jefferson, you know, he pops up and the, he does the first down thing. And I'm like, how are you okay? Like, right. whatever. So it's not, again, it's not, I don't think it's him complaining about being hit. I think he can take a hit and knows how to do that. Um, it's kind of the rest of the ground plays. You always worry about, obviously, the, the head snapping back, but like landing on a shoulder, you're talking about hurts. That's kind of, you know, how he went down. Yep. Um, this is the thing, too, that would like derail the potential of, I mean, I guess potentially the Moss one, but like the Johnson record, the 2000 yards. And also, like, Football needs these guys. They know they need the quarterback, so they protect them. I, we still know, like, Cousins got trampled in some of these games. But, like, you need the quarterback, so you protect them. You need Justin Jefferson, just like you need Devontae Adams or you need Tyreek Hill. or what. I mean, these are explosive, mm-hmm. big personalities, right? And, like, I don't know how, unless you're a Bills fan, I guess. I'm, I don't know how you, like, watch that. Don't watch that catch and go, dude, I need to see that guy play again. You know what I mean? Exactly. And so the league's got to be careful with this. So, you know, it's a violent sport and there's a 100% injury rate, but you can reduce the the big ones by calling it correctly. And this is something we focus on the Chan and Sullivan because it affects, you know, the outcome of the game. It also just sucks for that guy. Um, but, like, this is more important than him stepping out of bounds. This is, like, his livelihood and and our entertainment <laughs> you know what i mean and so um so yes i i think as much as o'connell maybe working the refs on a monday here he's right to say something within the bounds of you know being respectful or whatever to mm-hmm. say yeah protect my guy man like what the hell are the vikings without justin jefferson right yeah. so um you know he yeah i i think it's i think it's wise for him to in the manner he did um explicitly say hey don't let these guys hit Justin Jefferson in the head or throw him on his shoulder. Yeah, quick tangent because like you talking about Justin Jefferson just getting smoked and and, and standing <laughs> up and and pointing for the first down, like the mind games that that plays like is impressive in and of itself. Yes. Like, the fact that he stands up is impressive in and of itself. It made me think of the fact that like Mike White and like I don't mean to make light of his injury. Mike White, yeah. Jets quarterback, got just crushed. Like yeah, feared. And broke ribs, like can't play. He's been out for two weeks because like of the internal, the risk of internal injury from like broken ribs and stuff. Kirk Cousins takes those hits like three times a game and he doesn't, I I have no idea how that man is is so like, his body is so ply or, you know, pliable because he takes those hits all the time. Mike White took one and like might not play the rest of the season. So Cousins' ability is crazy. No, and even like guys will go in and like break a thumb, and you're like, well, dude, how does like how does like every player not do that? Like when the helmet comes, you know. Yeah. I mean, I know that there's probably they've wisened up to it. I know when Cousins wasn't playing as well, it was like he self preserves. He's just he, you know, he has the Iron Man streak because he he won't step up in the pocket. He's stepping up in the pocket. Yeah. That, the Washington game, and there was one other one where like Brian O'Neill was just like, 
I don't know how he's doing this. And I, I, I mean, I was like, yeah, I'm with you. I don't know if it was sometime after it was the, the Jets. It was yeah, the, the Jets, Jets game. game. The Jets came and crowned, and then he got crushed on the Jalen Rager deep throw. And both plays, I'm like, that would have knocked out a lesser man. I think the thing we learned with the Kirko change is like he's built, you know. Yeah. I mean, like he, dude. I, I, I don't know why. I thought he was kind of schlubby. Like yeah, I thought he basically kind of had the Sean Hill body, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and like, no. So I mean, you know, he obviously like works on that. He taught, you know, he's talked about how, um, it, you know, I mean, I think all these guys do, but he has someone who who works on specific, you know, parts of his body, obviously to heal within the week or whatever. Um, I also think some guys are too proud. Like he wears this thing that looks like bulletproof or even like a life jacket. Yeah. Like I always wonder if you like throw him in a pool, if he just float around. <laughs> but uh, I wonder if some of those guys are just too proud because it looks ridiculous, but I'm like, dude, if someone was aiming at my ribs, I would have like, you know, a flak jacket, you know what I mean? Like I'd have yeah. something, oh my God. But so I think it's part, I, I think it's part his smarts of navigating the field. I think it's part maybe how he protects himself, both with treatment and with padding. Um, also, dude, he like, you can hate everything about Kirk Cousins. You can't, he is somehow physically tough enough to withstand this. So it, it could be Cousins. It could be um, Jefferson. I mean, like, think about what those guys on the line endure, right? Oh, no. The fact that Derisaw kept like, getting hurt and get, I was like, I was like, dude, just leave the game. Like, like, what are you doing? You're so important to the franchise and you, you are very hurt. Talk about Thielen playing through the knees or whatever, you know, like I understand you gotta be tough to play football, but you're right. I mean, some of these hits and, and it is funny that not funny is the wrong word, but it is weird that like, you'll see a guy get a chance and you're like, Oh, he just is a human. And like, you know, he can't be just crushed in his ribs. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And I don't, and I don't know what it is with the, the guys who are pros, but I suppose that's one little edge that they find over the their competition. For sure. So we can close the loop on, on the Kirk Cousins tangent. I just had to talk about that because yeah, it's been sitting in my mind all week. Like this dude gets punished every week. Every and makes year. plays because of it. And, that... and, still, and still plays every game. Yeah. Which... And he almost has to. I mean, when that O-line isn't good, like he's basically just buying a second, right? To, yep. to get it. So I don't know. As much as I, I kind of was skeptical and still at times I'm skeptical of Cousins, he's proven the I can win in, in big moments. He's proven the I'll shake off an injury and play through it. Um, and I think he proved something that was important that some of this was coaching. Some of this was he was in a bad organization with Washington and he was with a coach that loves the defense and wasn't very fond of him um, when he started out here in Minnesota. So um Again, at some point, you're talking about a 34-year-old guy. I mean, they're going to have to think succession plan. But in the immediate term, he's doing what he asked. He's getting something out of Jefferson. And that's what – trust me, Randy Moss would look at Justin Jefferson's situation and go, think about the guys who threw me the ball, right? Yeah. So, so you know, there's 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 two parts to this. Jefferson doesn't set the record without him. Um, having said that, like, he also doesn't – he sets the record because of the routes and because he somehow is, like, impervious to getting blasted. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? exactly. But, um, I don't know. So, yeah. so Justin, Jeff Justin Jefferson right now, he's at 1,623 receiving yards. He is exactly nine yards away from Randy Moss's franchise record of 1,632 receiving yards. Um, that record is two decades old. Randy Moss set that record in 2003. Justin Jefferson is going to break, you know, knock on wood, as long as he doesn't get hurt, is going to yeah. break that record saturday on christmas eve um he's nine yards away from from becoming the single season franchise record holder for receiving yards in a in, in a year so i i don't think we need to talk about that record because like he's gonna do it like yeah justin jefferson is 
364 yards away from Calvin Johnson's NFL record of 1,964 yards in, in a single season. He is also 377 yards away from going over 2,000 for the, for the year, which no yeah. NFL receiver has ever done. Me and Tom did the math. Actually, the calculator did the math. Justin Jefferson has to go basically 125. Average 125 receiving yards for three games to go over 2,000. If he goes over 2,000, he will obviously inherently break Calvin Johnson's record too. Can he do it, Tom? Yeah, and I think I think the – I mean, he's capable. He obviously has to go above his average, but that average is weighed down by a few bad games. Um, I think Dayball is the biggest threat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Bo- both getting after Cousins, but also maybe scheming him out a little bit. Um if you can't break the Joe Barry, I, it's not, he's not going to have the same game. I don't think he had in week one, but if you can't break the Joe Barry defense, like we're going to have to have a conversation here, but, um, and the bears one also pre- presents a threat as in like the Vikings could win and it could be ugly and he could not make the record. I, I think he breaks the Calvin Johnson one. And part of me just thinks he's capable of 2000. Cause I, especially with where these teams are at the end of the season, like the bears, you just have to break their morale kind of early and mm-hmm. he could just kind of walk into it and maybe walk away from, you know, not play out the whole game. I, mean, I think that one could be a disaster if the Vikings play it. Right. But I think this day ball, this game against the the giants is the biggest threat because you have two methods to take him out. You can scheme him out. Or I think what he's going to do is if I can go get cousins, he can't get the ball to Jefferson. So um, this game's going to be really telling here for, if you mm-hmm. can get the John, the Calvin Johnson record in the 2000. I agree with you. The Giants are the best defense. Uh, Brian Dable is the best coach that the Vikings will see the rest of the season. And like inherently, it is the first of the three-game stretch. So if Justin Jefferson gets taken away, um, if he has like a minor game this week, uh, he'll obviously break Randy Moss's record. But it it screws with the averages, right? Like if he doesn't go nuts this week – it's almost like, okay, well, it's going to be really hard for him to, even if he goes nuts for the next two weeks to, to yeah. get over 2000 to catch Calvin. I, I do think something working in, in the Justin Jefferson's favor, as far as just simply breaking this record is like the Vikings Kevin O'Connell hinted at, like, we're going to try and get some people healthy here because we, we we've, we've locked down a, a home playoff game. Yeah. They have something to play for. Like they have the two yeah. seed to play for. Um, I won't bring up the one seed anymore after this because it sounds preposterous, yeah. but they like Philly could lose this week. And then I think you're actually still two games out because they have the tiebreaker. So yeah, through the one seed, uh, the one seed's probably a pipe dream at this point for the Vikings, but like you want the two seed because you want, if, if you win your first playoff game, if San Francisco and Brock Purdy win their first playoff game, you want to host that. Game. You have you to, not, you do not want to go, way. you know, to yeah. San Francisco and play that game. Um, Last time you did have to go to San Clara and play that game, you got smashed. You got absolutely smashed. So the fact that these three games will be games of consequence, um, assuming San Francisco continues to take care of business, I expect them to because their roster is so good. I do expect some regression from Brock Purdy at some point. Um, But I I, I expect San Francisco to continue to win because they're just so, so talented. Yeah, I think the fact that the three games here – from here on out will be of consequence for the Vikings is another reason. Like, yes, I think he can get Calvin. I yes, I think Justin Jefferson can get yep. 2000 um, because he's going to like, they're going to need to win these games. And if you're the Vikings, you win games on the back of Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a perfect sequence outside of having to play day ball, but um, 
here's the thing too. Like a lot of people, I think it'd be why maybe the Giants won less, but the other two games, right? And Justin Jefferson tends to be at his best when mm-hmm. when the lights are on. So I don't doubt Justin Jefferson. I think I doubt about everything else I've seen this year, but Justin Jefferson, I think, is the real deal. For sure. All right. That's all we got today on this Tuesday. We went a little long, but we, we took three days to record this. <laughs> yeah. So I, I will be back on Thursday, actually recording on Wednesday, but the episode will drop on Thursday um, with someone from the New York Giants podcast. We'll talk all about Saturday's game. And then me and Tom will come at you Christmas Eve. Um, Tom will be there. I will not. I'm in Hawaii right now. So I will not be in Minneapolis um, braving the bitter cold to cover that game on Christmas Eve. But me and Tom will be back to talk about it Christmas Eve. If you want to listen to it at your Christmas Day party, um, flip on Inside Purple and go with the fam. Um, Talk about what will inevitably be an insane Vikings game against the New York Giants on Christmas Eve. But until then, for Tom Schreier, I'm Dane Mizutani. Thanks for listening. We're out.